Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Greetings from Rising Star Cafe here in Ohio City, greater Cleveland area. And believe it or not, I am here live in person with the bad Jew herself, Rebecca King. You might remember that she was on the show towards the end of last year where we first were introduced to her, her background here from Cleveland originally, and then got out to Chicago, eventually made it out to L.A. where she has started this incredible grassroots movement of pork pastrami and it is taking over the nation right now Uh, rebecca it's great to meet you in person i'm so happy that we could enjoy a meal together over at jeremy's place at larder let's start there first after seeing about it and hearing about it actually getting to taste some of the food there and we had quite the spread from jeremy and we thank him for that what are your thoughts on this particular place I was just so impressed with Larder. I mean, I, I went there a few years ago, right when I was actually starting the Bad June in 2019. I went with my mom, and I think we just ordered a sandwich, and we just we loved it then. And then coming with you today, Jeremy really pulled out all the stops. He um, he made us a charcuterie plate, and everything is homemade, and he makes this um, miso ricotta and or and I don't know it was just koji ricotta and it was just so delicious and all of the ferments and the veg and all the meat too it was just it's really I don't know it's just so cool one of the guys that I know in New York City Nick Solaris who's a well-known meat man came here to visit Certified Angus Beef which is based out here in Worcester and they always have their guys stop in to larder because they're a Certified Angus uh, beef promoter And he said that this restaurant specifically is one of the more important ones in the country because of all the things that they're doing. Do you have something like Larder out in the L.A. area that you know of? Yes. um, Justa in in Venice, um, Lady and Larder, which is a little shop. It's this awesome cheese shop, um, female-owned. And then Justa, they are making all their own meat and their own pickles and their own bread. Um, There's... There's a ton of places like this in LA, and it, it's it's just so cool to see everyone's going to the farmers market and making all these different fermentations. And I mean, Rustic Canyon, it's not a deli and it's not a larder, but um, it's a restaurant that. And then Birdie G's also, it's like kind of a fancier version. It's like a dinner version of larder. It's just, and that's actually where I staged and how I learned to make pastrami. So, yeah, there's a lot of that going on in L.A., and it's all so good and also different. So as I mentioned a couple minutes ago, we learned about you towards the end of last year. Now we're sitting in the middle of quarter two here in 2022. From back mm-hmm. then to where we are now, how have things transpired for you personally and for the bad you? Where are we sitting right now? So I have a spot at Smorgasburg, which is essentially an open-air food festival every Sunday in Los Angeles. It's also in Brooklyn and Miami and maybe a couple other cities that I can't remember. But um, So we're there every Sunday. We have a tented pop-up, and we sell our Rebecca sandwich and the Juju sandwich. Um, that's kind of like a French dip. I save all the Juju from the pork drippings. Um, and I'm, we're doing a ton of catering, and... A lot of people always ask me if I want to open up a shop, and I do not. I was I think the last time lunch. we were on, you thought one of your goals might be to open up a brick-and-mortar location. Yeah, I mean, I thought it would be... Key. I mean, of course, I have my vision of my own space, especially after going having lunch at Larder. You're like, 
wow, like this is special. I want, I want to be there, but I, I'm flighty. I like to go places. I was also telling you this at lunch. I like to hit the road and you can't really, it's harder to do that when you own a restaurant. Um, so what I really want to do with the Badger is I want to find a really good lawyer, a really good co-packer, and I want someone else to make my recipes for me and I want to be able to ship to places like Larder or um, little mom and pop restaurants and have them put pork strami on their menu and reimagine it in their own way. It doesn't have to go in a Reuben. Um, I think, you know, the pork is so special and it's so delicious and I put it in tacos. Um, I made a Vietnamese soup with it. I put it on pizza. Um, dumplings I, all kinds of dumplings Russian dumplings Chinese dumplings um, you can kind of do anything with it so it's like that's that's why I want it to be everywhere and that's how I think my way to do that is um, finding someone to help me make it so ultimately do you see yourself securing this co-packer helping you make as much as you want and then you're crossing the country perhaps even crossing the globe and being the salesperson you're obviously the face of the bad Jew and yeah. this product but you want to get it into as many people's hands as possible and then have yeah. them do whatever they want with it um uh, yeah or I do still, you not want to be cooking I don't want to get I don't I don't really want to be cooking it myself I, I right now actually I have a guy named Jared who helps me with my smokes now because I'm I do a lot of private chefing I do a lot of private events and I just don't have the time to cook it all myself and so he's been oh my god he's He's been my ride or die with the bad Jew. Um, I love that guy. But, um, you know, I don't, I still want to, qual- I want to be able to quality control as much as possible. Um, I want, I want to know where the pork is coming from. I want to know what I'm feeding my customers. I don't want to be a giant company because I think you can start making bad decisions when that happens. Um, uh, for instance, someone reached out to me and they're like, "We have these, we have pigs, and it's this much." And I was like, oh, "That's an amazing price! Like, wow!" And like the meat per pound was just, it was very cheap. And I asked them where the food, came, where the pigs came from, and they said that people usually don't ask those types of questions, and they didn't Red know flag. what the pigs, yeah, they didn't know what the pigs were eating. And I just, and I would, and they, they didn't have, they couldn't answer. I had five questions. They couldn't answer one. And I was so turned off right now. I get my pork from a company called rocket brothers. They uh, get, they get all different types of products and they supply to a lot of restaurants in Los Angeles and beyond. And then from a farm called pork and flowers, when I do my Copa, that's, I get my, I have a pig farmer that I go to the Santa Monica farmer's market. Um, so I really know where my food's coming from, and, and I think that's really important. So I don't want to get, I don't want to make too much meat. I want to be responsible if I can. Well, you start getting involved in a scenario like the one you just painted, and you're ultimately the face, the name of the business. And at any point as you start ramping up, especially being this early in it, you get a reputation ding and that's something now you have to overcome or other right. people that are working against you are going to say oh well I remember that time she bought the pigs and we don't even know if they were pigs they couldn't even answer the <laughs> simplest questions on where they were coming from or what they were fed so you certainly don't want that as you look at trying to secure a co-packer 
Uh, a, have you started reaching out to anybody? And then B, what are the most important things you need that co-packer to do for you to do what you want to do? So I'm fairly new to the uh, to the business in general, especially co-packing. I don't know uh, too much about it, but um, so I started. I found I made a list of co-packers and I started cold calling. And I was getting a lot of sausage makers and people that make um, like frozen beef patties or chicken patties or whatever. And I have been calling people and I found and I have a friend named David who works on different farms and he co-packs. And I asked him for advice and I kind of asked him to give me, make me a script. Like, what do I say? What do I do? So I'm calling people. I'm not really telling them what I'm making because first of all, I don't really think a lot of co-packers are very busy. They don't really need someone who only needs a thousand pounds a month to start. Um, and they don't really want to make a new product that scares people. So I'm not saying pork strami. I'm just saying I have a brined meat product um, that I want to be injected with my specific recipe and smoked. Um, it's been hard to find. There is someone in LA, RC Provisions, that I'm dying to work with, but he, he's, I hope he's listening. Matt, please make my recipe. Um, no, he, he's one of the best pastrami makers and, and he makes all the pastrami for Is he a believer in more. pork pastrami? Yeah, he likes it, I think. Um, I met him, I met RC Provisions like, the first week that I started the Bad Jew. So I've been, I've been bugging them. Um, we had a meeting and we made pork strami one day together. Um, but I didn't really know what I was doing and I made it way too salty. But anyway, um, he wants me to use his solution, but I, I want to use mine. And I, I, I'm adamant about that. I want, I want someone to make my recipe so I, it can be as close as possible. So if you use his, does that tip the scales and him taking you on as a customer potentially then? Does that make it easier for him to bring you on? Yeah, because, of course, because he already has his recipes. He he already wouldn't have to, he would just, yeah, it would just make it, it a lot easier. Does it differ that much, though, in flavor? Have you had it his way and your way? Yes. There's that big yeah, of a discrepancy? it's completely yeah. different. It's, I mean, I think going from hand-making to co-packing will change no matter what, but, like, the spices are different, the mixture, uh, it's just, it's completely different. And I, I want what I want. And I'm, I'm going to find someone to do it, whether it's him or someone in Ohio, maybe, because I'm from here. How much of a difference are you willing to accept? As you say, there's obviously going to be some kind of difference when somebody else is going to be taking over the process. So there's going to be some difference in flavor profile. Is there only so much that you're going to be willing to accept, or are there other things to consider? Well, I think the biggest difference will be the smoke, because... Um, it's, I think it's wood chips and it's electric smoke versus, versus an offset smoker. Which, For the folks that don't honestly, know, like you have a real-ass Texas offset. I have thing. a real-ass no Texas offset 500-gallon smoker. We use white oak. Um, sometimes we use almond wood when we can't get a hold of the white oak people. But um, Almond wood? <laughs> what kind of a yeah, smoke profile delicious. is that? Sweeter? It's yeah. sweet. It's very sweet, but it's it's very special. Um, it's, Expensive? I love almond wood, but it... No, not necessarily. It just it burns quicker. Quicker, so it's you're it's using more because it's just very efficient. Yeah, it's just it bur- yeah, it's a, it's too efficient. Um, no, but so yeah, I have I have a big ass smoker. It's 500 gallons. I could honestly use a thousand gallon smoker pretty soon. Um, and when I'm feeling lazy, is my trigger. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the 
it would just be a, it would just be a different smoke profile. It would be yeah, it's just a little bit different. But I'm willing to accept that. But that's why I'm so adamant about using my recipe. So it is as close as possible to the original pork strami that I've created. Um, and I still will use my smoker for some of my products. Um, I just don't think wholesaling, I just don't think that's the smartest way to do it. At least for me. So you're looking for a co-packer. You want to get the pork strami in everybody's hands possible. Just through the first hour hands. or two of seeing you in person, you're what I would call a very, not aggressive, but... Um, <laughs> Keen promoter of pork strami. You're bringing it up all the time. Hey, I'll give you... So you were talking about people in the airport that, you know, they get a thing of pork strami to to try because every new person that gets it that's never had it might be asking somebody to find it or they're reaching out to you social media to sell it. You are selling it through mail order now too, correct? Yes. Um, So I just signed up with... I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, actually. Maybe we'll hold off on that, but maybe we'll announce that. I, I almost said it. a perfect way on the show of being right at the point where people can say, I have something going, but I can't actually talk about it on the show. So that fits yeah, right in. I, mean, I don't know if I can talk about it. And I, I don't feel like texting the guy to see if I can so we'll talk about allegedly. it. Allegedly. You might be able to get I'm it through mail order somewhere, sometime. Very soon on a really incredible yes. platform. Um, but... Yeah, just another avenue though to get it out in front of people yeah that's another avenue to get it out Um, but yeah right now I'm just bringing pork strami in my suitcase and TSA is pulling me aside asking me what the hell I'm doing and uh, it's a funny story so I was at TSA this morning or last night or at the airport and TSA was like what's going on I was like oh it's just pastrami and pork strami and this guy overheard he's like why do they want your pastrami it must be really good and I said it is really good um, take a take a half a pork shoulder and it was actually ended up being a restaurant owner in New Jersey so that that's exciting like you never know who you're going to meet so I think um, I think I am aggressive so it's okay if you say that um, I persistent just, I, you know, in I want, sales we say persistent persistent yeah I mean I'm if I'm the I'm I'm nice. I'm persistent. I it's want your people, livelihood, though, right? I want everyone. You don't to, want to be passionate about something and then not want to talk about it or feel encumbered yeah. or inhibited to talk about the thing that's going to be making you money. Right. And that's really exciting. I feel really excited that I get to do something that is and will continue to support me and the things I want to do. I hate to ask this question. Okay, ask it. We're in month five now towards Thanksgiving of this year. Where do you see the bad Jew at? Um, that's a good question. I, this year so far has been really, it's been exciting because I've, I've joined Smorgasburg. I'm almost, I've been there for almost a year and I've gotten so much business from being at Smorgasburg. It's, I pay a weekly fee to be there, and then so many people, people that you would never expect to meet, just come up, they tell you they love your food, then all of a sudden you're catering for, again, people you never thought you'd meet. And um, I just did a bar mitzvah last week. Someone asked me to do a shiva, which I think is crazy. Um, and I'm do- But I've, I'm re- mostly just doing birthday parties and like really fun events. Um, 
and I think in the next couple of months by the end of this year I'll continue just doing really big and more important caterings and then um, I'll get on that platform that we cannot say and I'll just be shipping a ton of product and then I think the more I network and the more I introduce myself to people I'm hoping to get started with that co-packer. you say would you like to have somebody nailed down by the end of the year? I would. I would. I know it takes time. I would like to have I'd like to get some contracts in place. I'd like to get some testing done. Um, I imagine it will take a year or I don't, I don't know how long it takes to get started, but I think it'll take some time. I don't think it's just like, here's my recipe, make what I want you to make. I think it's a lot of <laughs> testing, a lot of like visiting whoever that co-packer might be. So I think I've, I've got a lot of work to do. You know, I've, I'm from Ohio, so there's got to be someone here that's that I know. Um, we have RC Provisions in LA, so I'm just going to keep knocking on their door. And then we have, um, I think Chicago has a lot of co-packers as well. So I don't know. We'll, I have a lot of work to do, but also I was, I mentioned this earlier. I, I private chef a ton. Um, I work with a company called whole Sam. Uh, the owner and CEO is my best friend and she recently promoted me to, um, head of operations. So I'm, that's also very busy for me, but my, I, the badge is a part of that. Um, every time I'm in one of my celebrity clients' homes, I'm making them pork strami for breakfast or they'll have a baseball game with their friends and I'll be serving Rebecca sandwiches. So it's gone hand in hand or I'll use my smoke, I'll smoke pork chops or lamb, whatever, for dinner. Um, so I have a lot going on. So, but I, need, I definitely need to hit the, I, I definitely need to get back on it for the co-packing search. So if you're on the search for a co-packer, let's say through sheer chance within the next month, you're all in on somebody for all the right mm-hmm. reasons. And they say, okay, we need an order for X amount. Are you going to have the work to meet whatever minimum or more if you're able to secure I one? Are you worried? Is there a uh, vacillation phase of... I should be bringing them X orders in first to show that I'm real or is it getting the co-packer first and then being able to backfill with orders? I'm thinking that like if I order that you want to order instead of doing a bunch of small orders, you want one big order. So for me to ship my meat anyway, I have to freeze it. So I think ordering like a thousand pounds at a time and maybe do like 2000 pounds a month to start then or maybe even just a thousand pounds to start. You do your order, um, and I mean, pastrami lasts a long time in the fridge, Um, but you have it made, and then you store it in a freezer, or they store it for you, and then I think that's what I would do. Just, I think, yeah, about a thousand pounds at a time. I, I don't see why that wouldn't interest someone. Outside of the bad Jew, the private chefing, infrequent trips back and forth to Bomb City, USA. Uh, what else are you into? <laughs> road trips. Um, I love road trips. I went to Colorado. Uh, I drove from LA to Colorado, to Moscow, Colorado, to visit my buddy Ivan, who is working on a ranch out there, ranch lands. That was a really special trip. I drove to Cabo the year before that, and I drove up to Seattle. Um, I love, love, love road trips. I went up to Big Sur recently. It's really nice to just get away. California is so special. You can 
drive so many beautiful places, see so many beautiful things. You can go an hour away and you're in a completely different world. You can drive eight hours away and you feel like you're on Mars, you know? Like, it's... That's my favorite thing to do. And I, and I love to go out with my girlfriends. We have, I have a really strong um, chef community of guys, girls, whoever. And we just have the best time. And we have this like huge support network. And it's like, so that's what I like to do. I like to go to book signings. Would you ever come back to Cleveland? Or is that out of the picture? Honestly, today I was walking through Ohio City right before I met up with you. And I was just in awe. It's raining. It's so green. It's so gorgeous. And I'm just, it feels really special. And I could, I see why, I see that there's something happening here and why people want to be here. It's very, it's a special place. Now, I think my business might be in Los Angeles forever. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I find my co-packer in Ohio, I can, I can split my just time. Just be near an airport. Yeah. <laughs> That's not hard to do. Oh, easy enough. Yeah, that's right. Promotion-wise, anything else you have going on or coming up that we should be knowing about or where we can follow you, of course, to keep up with updates? Um, the Bad Jew on Instagram, The Bad Jew LA, and I have a TikTok. I don't really know how to use it, but start following it. Maybe that will inspire I just started, me to... I've had it forever, and I just started posting one-minute to two-minute clips of my show. For like the last six weeks, I already have a thousand followers. I think again, it okay, has to go I do with not. I have tagging I think. properly. Can uh, you teach me how to tag? I don't even know. I what mean, to do. I don't know if I'm the expert, but uh, my buddy Malcolm Reed from How to Barbecue Right, who's got over a million subscribers on YouTube, got on TikTok, and while it took him eight, nine, ten years to get to the million on YouTube, within a year he was already over a million on TikTok. So I think there's a lot more consumability there. TikTok is dope. Um, I got to figure it out. You do? I just got to like start dancing and making pork in my Dickies jumpsuit. Yes. There's dancing and cooking and quick wit. I'm going to start a company called Only Hands. Only Hands. I think my friend came up with that term, but yeah, we're going to start that. Only it's hams? Be like a cooking. Only hams. Oh, um, a cooking, a cooking thing. Like only fans, but not porn and just cooking. I'm just not sure like where the currency is on that kind of social media. Someone's going to pay for that. Yeah. Yep. Someone. Well, I have a thousand fans in less than two months, so I'm pretty happy with that considering I hadn't done anything <laughs> for years of having the account. So, um, We'll see how it goes. So we'll look for you on all those uh, channels. Anything else before we call it a wrap here at the Rising Star Cafe? Um, come find us in at Smorgasburg on Sundays and look out for a pop-up at Larder in Ohio. Right. Yeah. I hope Jeremy is serious about that offer because <laughs> yeah, I am. 100% serious. No doubt about yeah, it. He's awesome. all in on different foods, different experiences, and then... If he likes you, obviously, he wants to help you succeed as well. So yeah. he's been a big champion of my show. I've been a big champion of his. So would fall right in line. You're a fellow Cleveland gal. Yeah. So uh, love to have you. Rebecca, thanks for sitting down and doing this with me. And hopefully we can have you back me. on the show again soon. Yes. Awesome. Thank you.